0: Good morning and welcome, and the Lord be with you, and grace and peace, in the name of Christ our Lord. We gather on this Pentecost Sunday. It is a blessing to share with you, to gather with you in this time of worship. We are blessed by the presence of each of you here. Thank you for sharing in worship at First Church this morning. Just a reminder, as we gather and prepare for worship, we invite you to be attentive to the registration pads as you find those to your right or left. It just helps us to know of you sharing in worship at First Church this morning. Truly, the Spirit has fallen upon us, and we hear in this time and place of the mighty works of God. We see by way of our bulletin cover, this window to my right, to your left, is the Pentecost window, uh, and we rejoice that this space speaks, and it tells the Gospel narrative as we look around. We are blessed by this holy space. We are blessed by the opportunities before us in service as well. Just a reminder that we prepare for Vacation Bible School, that next Saturday is the food bank and clothes closet that operates every third Saturday. Uh, Volunteers are always encouraged to be a part of that. And do be attentive to the other ministries as they are before us. In this time of worship, we remember that as we offer our gifts to God by way of worship, those gifts translate into wonderful ministries. Matt Hoover, our Director of Youth and Children's Ministries, will speak of the ways in which your gifts help make those ministries happen and will highlight a, uh, a brochure that you are to have received as you come into this time of worship. We also celebrate the reception of new members by profession of faith in this time of worship. So we are blessed, and at this time, we do prepare to worship God together. We stand as we share in our call to worship. Come, Holy Spirit. The wind of God, the breath of life. Come, Holy Spirit. Our advocate, our counselor. Come, Holy Spirit. Teacher of wisdom, reminder of Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. may be seated. And as we prepare for the receiving of new members by profession of faith, Camille Underwood will step to the lectern and will offer uh, the opening prayer. Camille Camille will lead us in our opening prayer. We thank you, Camille. For all the ways you speak to us, in rushing wind, in dancing flames, in words we understand,
1: and in all that transcends language, we give thanks. Give us courage to speak your love everywhere we go and everyone we meet. Amen. Thank you, Camille.
0: We prepare to share in the Word of God, the 104th Psalm. We share responsively, and we will offer the sung response as we uh, prepare for this. The response will be played, the choir will sing, and then we will be invited to share in the offering of this sung response. First, we pray. Lord, on this day of Pentecost, we hear in our own languages of your mighty works. We pray that we are faithful in adding to these mighty works that all flesh may know your spirit upon them. In Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, and cover yourself with light as with a garment.
1: You have stretched out the heavens like a tent, and have laid the beams of your chambers on the waters.
0: You make the clouds your chariot, and ride on the wings of the wind. You set the earth on its foundations, so that it should never be shaken. You covered it with the deep, as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of
1: your thunder they took to flight.
0: They rose up to the mountains, ran down to the valleys, to the place which you appointed for them. Make springs gush forth in the valleys, they flow between the hills.
1: They give drink to every beast of the field, the wild asses quench their
0: thirst. Above the springs, the birds of the air have their nest, they sing among the branches. Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom
1: you have made them all, to the earth is full of your creatures.
0: Yonder is the sea, great and wide.
1: Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great.
0: There go the ships and Leviathan, whom you formed to play in it.
1: These all look to you, to give them their food in
0: due season. When you give to them, they gather it, When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their
1: breath, they die and return to the dust.
0: When you send forth your spirit, they are created.
1: And you renew the face of the ground.
0: May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles. Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to the Lord, in whom I rejoice.
1: Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and
0: let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This is the word of our Lord, and I invite our children to come forward, we share in our children's time. Good morning, it is good to be with you, how are you this morning? We see a different color around the church this morning, and, and a lot of people are wearing that color. Well, what color is is real prominent as we worship this morning? Red. Yeah, we got red pyramids, red on the pulpit and the lectern. We, I've got the red stole. We've got some, a lot of red shirts. The choir has the red stoles, because this is the day of, of Pentecost, Now, Pentecost uh, doesn't sound as important as, say, Easter or Christmas, but Pentecost is a very important day for us who follow Jesus, a very important day in the life of the church. In in fact, Pentecost is is so important. The the Holy Spirit fell as flames of fire upon all who were gathered for worship in Jerusalem. That's why we have the red. It represents the the fire of the Holy Spirit. And as we look at the uh, symbol of the United Methodist Church we see a flame in there reminding us of the importance of God's spirit so important as pentecost we often say it's it's the birthday of the church did you know the church has a birthday no. well now we do just like we do when's your birthday april 30th, april 30th. we yeah we got twins here april which one's older Who, who's me uh, you're older one, by, second, one second older one second older well he's he's the older brother one one minute older. Well, have, yes, your birthday? December 17th. Okay, mine's November 10th, so I've, I've got some waiting to do. But um, yeah, November 10th. Every year, that's my birthday. Well, which is not true for Pentecost because this is the birthday of the church, but it can be a different day. But it's always 50 days after Easter. 50 days after Easter, we have Pentecost. Jesus has spoken to the disciples. He has ascended to heaven. They're all gathered in Jerusalem then the rush of the mighty wind, God's spirit, and the church is born, and the good news of Jesus goes forth from Jerusalem to all nations of the earth, and finally even reaches into Martinsville. And that's why we're here this morning. So, we, it's, it's happy birthday to the church. So you know what we have to do when we celebrate a birthday, right? Yeah. What do we do? We sing, we sing happy birthday. Are you ready for that? No. <laughs> Are you ready for that? Okay, we're ready. you children. We're going to pray before you go to Children's Church. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your spirit, and we thank you for the birthday of the church and and for this time of celebration. We thank you for your good news, which we hear and share today. Amen. Thank you, children. (laughs) We stand as we sing. I'll invite Finley Underwood to the lectern and Finley is going to offer the New Testament lesson as it comes from the second chapter of Acts, the day of Pentecost. Thank you. When
2: Finn. the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place and suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind and it filled the house where they were all sitting and there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributed and resting among each one of them. And then they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one heard them speaking in his own language. And they were amazed and wondered, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us in its own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and these parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Ye, and on my men servants and my maidservants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and manifest day. And it shall be that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Pastor Steve Stone of Heartsong Church in Memphis a few years ago awoke to news that he found troubling. The news was this. Directly across the road from where his church stood, 30 acres of property had been purchased. The property had been purchased so that it may be a home for the Memphis Islamic Center. Learning of the plans for the building of this Islamic center, Stone confesses his stomach tightened. He worried about his future, the future of his church. He prayed, Lord, what are we supposed to do? Not long after Pastor Stone's prayer, Dr. Bashar A. Shala, leader of those who had purchased the property to build the mosque, was driving down the road leading to his property and to Heartsong Church. As he approached the site where the Islamic center was to be built, he saw placed across the road an impressive banner, a banner standing as God's answer to the prayers of Pastor Steve Stone. On the banner was written Heartsong Church welcomes the Memphis Islamic Center to the neighborhood. Still, it was about this time a member of HeartSong Church named Mark Sharp said he and his wife considered leaving the church. He wondered how his church would respond to the presence of the Islamic Center. He went to Pastor Stone, asked, what are we doing? The pastor replied, read the Gospels. Mark Sharp read the Gospels. Having done so, he was brought to confess I was the problem. Construction continued on the Islamic Center. The hope was for the Muslim community that it would be ready for the month of Ramadan so they could share in a month of fasting and prayer. The center was not ready. Dr. Bashar Shala approached Pastor Stone asked if he and his congregation could meet in Heartsong Church the first night or so of Ramadan. With the Islamic Center still under construction, those of the center met in Heartsong Church not just for a night or two, they met for the entire month of Ramadan. These neighboring congregations, Muslim and Christian, have since partnered in fellowship meals, they have held food drives, have coordinated clothing drives, have shared in blood drives. Mark Sharp, who remember along with his wife considered leaving Heart Song Church because of the Islamic Center, now says, Since I have become friends with my Muslim neighbors, my world has gotten so much bigger. Now, why in the world share this story on, of all days, Pentecost? in a context of often sensitive relations between Christians and Muslims, when the relationship between the United States and predominantly Muslim nations is often controversial, why share this? When, to be honest, more than a few eyebrows may be raised regarding the response of Heart Song Church, why share this? On this birthday of the church, why not lead with a message more conventional? Because we, like those at Heartsong Church, read our scriptures this morning. Agree or not, the people of Heart Song Church would say that they have believed they've heard the words of Scripture. They would say they heard in their own tongues the mighty works of God. They may even say they believe they have experienced the fulfillment of God's prophetic promise. Here God pours out His Spirit upon all flesh. His sons and His daughters prophesy, the young men see visions, us old men dream dreams. Men servants and maid servants have the Spirit of God poured upon them they prophesy, they speak the Word of God, and because of this, many in their community are blessed, many experience the Spirit of God. It can be done. It will be done. Because if Pentecost tells us anything, it tells us God fulfills His promise. God pours out His Spirit on whomever He will and there's nothing we can do to stop God from being God. Not that we don't try to tell God how he should conduct his business, because we all have our ideas as to whom is worthy of the favor of God. We all have standards qualifying what is and is not pleasing to God and should someone not meet those standards well. This includes our interpretations of scripture. We know there are countless translations of the Bible from which to choose, King James, Contemporary English, Revised Standard. But beyond choosing a version of the Bible for study, I believe we at times go beyond choosing a version to creating our own. The Keith Ritchie version of the Bible, for example. Get the red letter embossed edition. I'll have it for you after the service. You know what I mean. We establish our go-to passages of the Bible in order to support certain beliefs. We find passages of the Bible to which we give primary attention while for whatever reason, we don't give similar attention to other passages, especially those not supporting our chosen passages. Now, to be honest, I don't know that any of us can approach Scripture with no agenda whatsoever. We humans tend to be a pretty self-serving bunch, and we are inclined to make the Bible say what we want the Bible to say. And there are those times when such subjective interpretation of Scripture may be a fairly harmless practice, (laughs) leading simply to friendly disagreement or interesting discussion. Still, there are those times when such selective reading of Scripture is of greater consequence. I speak of those times when the Bible is used not as witness to the saving purposes of God, but as weapon to wield against those unlike us. I speak of occasions when, in this faith which forbids the establishment of idols, we make the Bible an idol. I speak of those instances in which, rather than setting the Bible before us as witness to the saving narrative of God, the Bible is used as tool by which to measure the unworthiness of those who may believe differently than us. Having done this, we believe we've set the boundaries, believe we have everything under control. Then, Pentecost. Pentecost. A sound from heaven, the rush of a violent wind filling all the house where they are sitting. Tongues of fire distributed resting on each of them and filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Do we hear this? God invites Everyone. Everyone is there from every nation under heaven. And the words of Jesus are made real. John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. How relentless, how extravagant this God who unleashes His Spirit not upon some flesh, but upon all. (coughs) Who would have thought God to be so reckless with His Spirit. Who would have thought God to, to break down those barriers as only God can? A television news anchor, Peggy Wehrmeyer, remembers her life as an anchor for a local station in Dallas a few years ago. As anchor for the morning broadcast, Peggy needed to awaken about 2.30 each morning to get prepared for the local broadcast, so it was not unusual for Peggy to be in bed by 8 p.m. While such a schedule sounds trying enough, Peggy found this schedule even more taxing by the fact her neighbor had a Yorkshire Terrier prone to nighttime barking. This meant Peggy suffered many a sleep-deprived night. She asked her neighbor to take the dog in for the night. The neighbor refused. And Peggy tells us, morning after morning, I dragged myself out of bed, smeared concealer under my eyes, and guzzled coffee to make up for lost sleep. My resentment boiled like lava, she says. How could an eight-pound dog sabotage my efforts in a competitive television market? I lay in bed listening to the dog and imagined... The ways I could silence it. It wasn't pretty. Who was I becoming? This woman who sang in church on Sundays and on Mondays dreamed of ways to hurt her neighbor's pet. Instead of silencing the Yorkie, my husband and I filed a noise complaint with the city. My neighbor, in retaliation, baited a trap on her property with cat food, lured my tabby over the fence, and sent him to the pound. By the time my husband's parents arrived for their Christmas time visit, I was obsessed. My in-laws were my spiritual mentors, so I asked what they would do about the dog. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, my father-in-law said, you'll love your enemy, not sue her. He was a man who had suffered in a Japanese prisoner of war camp and had forgiven his captors. Over the years, I had seen him epitomize what it looked like to love your neighbor as yourself. As Christmas approached, I had to choose which would control my next move, The contemptuous voice that demonized a neighbor, or the empathetic voice being tested. I walked across the driveway, climbed the steps, knocked on her door. What do you want, she asked. Her name was Laura. I came to apologize, I said. I'm sorry I've ramped up this conflict by taking you to court. I don't want to fight. If there's anything I can do to be a better neighbor, I hope you'll let me know. A few weeks later, she crossed the driveway, knocked on my door. You said you wanted to be a good neighbor, she said, looking at the floor. I've run out of grocery money for the week, and I'm wondering if you could lend me money to buy milk for my daughter. I can pay you back in a few days. Really, I wanted to say to God, isn't that a little much? I found $20. It wasn't long before Laura and I began talking over the fence about our neighborhood and her little girl, Cassie. She repaid the milk money. The dog stopped barking. And I came to know Laura as a bright woman. Over time, I learned she had been deeply wounded and struggled with mental illness. She told me she had one friend. It was me. When her brother died of AIDS, Laura came to my house on the day of his funeral and asked if I would listen to his favorite song with her. She didn't want to do it alone. When the music ended, I was unsure of what to say. I reached for her hand and asked if I could pray for her. She nodded, teary-eyed. We were neighbors for seven years before Laura and I moved to different parts of town. I attended her daughter's wedding, but eventually we lost touch. Two weeks ago, I learned Laura was in the hospital close to death. I called Cassie and asked if I could come. Yes, please come, she said. You were her only friend. I rushed to the hospital when I walked into her room. Laura was still breathing, though her eyes were closed and the doctors didn't know how much she could understand. I leaned over the bed, my face close to Laura's. Laura, it's Peggy, your friend, and I'm here. You're not alone. I love you, God loves you. Laura opened her eyes briefly and closed them again. She died that night. I'll never forget her. Nor the friendship that taught me it's likely to take much more than a better political candidate or cable news show or party platform to reverse the tide of hatred and revenge tearing this country apart. Maybe it will have to start with us walking across the driveways that divide us and knocking on a door. And maybe it will have to start with listening to the Jesus who pours upon us now His Spirit. This is Jesus' fulfillment of the Word of word of God telling us, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. This is the Jesus who brings a new Jerusalem. By its light shall all the nations walk and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it, and the gates shall never be shut by day, and there shall be no night there. They shall bring into it the glory and honor of the nations. The gates shall never be shut, the doors open. God's Spirit is poured upon all flesh. We all hear of the mighty works. God. Amen. Amen. We rejoice as God's Spirit is poured upon us, as we receive new members by profession of faith. I invite Finley and Camille Underwood, Tiffany and Carter, to come forward. Matt. He did a good job with Scripture. We gave you some challenging words, didn't we? You did well with prayer. I especially rejoice as we receive new members because this is, this is not a solitary act of faith. The entire community of faith is involved in receiving Camille and Finley, involved in making promises to Camille and Finley so that we may raise them, support them, affirm them as we walk as disciples of Jesus. You and I are also given opportunity to remember and affirm for ourselves again our baptismal vows and again renew ourselves in our walk with Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism we are initiated into Christ's Holy Church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and to give a new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. I present Finley Underwood and Camille Underwood for confirmation for profession of faith. So on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races, According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ?
1: We
0: do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness, that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them, that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Father, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ?
1: I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who
0: Who was conceived conceived by the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, born born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. buried. He descended descended to the the dead. dead. On the third day he rose again, He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. We are given opportunity to remember the waters of baptism. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord, all All the earth of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works to the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and to clothe them in righteousness throughout their life, the dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. All praise praise to you, eternal eternal Father, Father, through through your Son, Jesus Christ, Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. We're going to place our hands upon your head. We do not re-baptize. But we do say, Finley, remember your baptism and to be thankful. Amen. Amen. And Camille, remember your baptism and to be thankful. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water in the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'll ask you these questions. As members of Christ Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and to do all in your power to strengthen its ministries. And as members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gift, and your service. I will. Members of the household of God, I commend Finley and Camille to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus. The God of all grace who has called us to eternal glory in Christ establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. We welcome Camille and Findlay and I pray you will greet them as we Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. We let us pass, pass the peace of Christ. Uh, as we welcome one another in the name of Christ, and welcome Camille and Finley. seated that's our response to the receiving of new members a decision for again for all of us not just for Camille and Finley but for all of us our decision to follow Jesus no turning back as we prepare to receive the offering again a reminder of how your gifts to God are translated into ministry Uh, Matt Hoover our director of youth and children's ministries will speak about these ministries and uh, introduce to you a brochure Uh, that's been produced so as to highlight these ministries following matt's presentation we will then receive the offering and the anthem will be offered welcome matt
3: happy birthday church everybody how's it going well it's one of those days that i realized i probably really should have worn red as a tie instead well We have a lot of exciting things going on that we're happy to announce to you guys today as it's appropriate as a new start to a new year for the church. So, coming up August 18th, the very beginning of the school year, we're kicking off our new youth programs for the middle school and the high school. So we have our Sojourners, uh, which is our new high school and middle school youth group for missions, opportunities, uh, choral activities with Jill and um, other more discipleship moments through Bible studies and of other activities that we have planned going forward as well as we're introducing our new agape disciples group which is for our middle school students who will be engaging in choral activities as well as more drama focused moving a bit away from puppets for the older kids and into more skits and plays and uh, xylophone-esque instruments so it's going to be a lot of fun and we're really excited to get involved with everybody and it's just one thing that your continuous help and support allows us to do to better reach out into our community and to invest in our kids. So we thank you so much, and we can't wait to work with you more. We're here. We're happening. Please come and be a part of it. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you, you, Matt, and thank you all for your support and your gifts and for the ways in which you honor your baptismal vows as well. Our ushers will come forward as we receive our offering. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for pouring out your spirit and pouring out all gifts. We thank you for the opportunity to serve and to worship you as we return a portion of these gifts to you, knowing that in your care they accomplish great things for the gospel of Christ. Amen. Invite us into a time of prayer that we know is the prayers of the people. This is a responsive time of prayer, in which I will name the petitions with the words, um, concluding each of the petitions with the words, breathe on me, breath of God, and I invite from you the response and to make me whole. We worship God as we pray. I also invite you to name those concerns that may be upon your hearts in this time of prayer. We go to God as we pray. We give you thanks especially this Today, O oh Lord, for your life-giving and sustaining spirit, we thank you for your extravagant love that we all hear in our own language of your mighty works. Help us, Lord, be faithful in sharing the good news that is your gift to us. Breathe on me, breath of God, and, make me whole. and hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation, Breathe on me, breath of God. And make Breathe on me, breath of God. And make Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and those in trouble. Breathe on me, breath of God. Breathe on me, breath of God. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Breathe on me, breath of God. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Breathe on me, breath of God. Breathe on me, breath of God. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Breathe on me, breath of God. For Bishop Lewis, Bishop Weaver, Janine Howard, Denise Bates, and the ministries of First Church. Breathe on me, breath of God. Lord, hear our prayers gathered with the prayers of all your saints. who join their voices to ours as we pray as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We stand as we sing. signs of God's spirit are all around us and go before us. It is poured upon us and you and we hear and see the mighty works of God. And we go now in peace in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.